0: As sign. Z- z- Yes.
1: Hello. I said, I might go change the time.
2: <laughs> I was about to change the time, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I got to help get on. <laughs> okay. So, you ready?
1: <laughs> I guess so.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. So, today I have Joyce Mosley on here. Uh, this is my mom, and. This is her first time interviewing on a podcast. So welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so first question I got for you um, is to talk a little bit about uh, the relationship uh, between us as I was growing up. So maybe you can expound a little bit on that.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Growing up... um, Well, I know when you would, we we had a pretty good relationship. I know as a child, I would always, uh, I was kind of protective of you. (laughs) Uh, Love to read your stories. Um, uh, Sometimes uh, you want to participate in some things and I wouldn't allow you to.
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
1: uh Like I said, I was kind of protective, you know. And even though my siblings will take care of her, you know, I didn't really trust them enough to, you know, take care of you the way I wanted you to be taken care of.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can remember playing out um when we lived with my dear in uh public housing. And I can remember going to the alley playground with uh Torah and Celeste and some of the other friends. And mm-hmm. then I would get out nervous and panic because I was like, oh, I lost the bar rat. I mm-hmm. <laughs> was afraid that I was going to yes. get in trouble. They would say, ooh, Tina, your mama probably okay. going to get dirty. Uh-huh. And I, right, right. <laughs> Lost some borex here and there, and I said, Oh boy, I don't know how this is going to turn out.
0: <laughs>
2: so, you right, the
0: protective,
2: and you wanted me to somehow stay neat and clean, even with plastic. right, right,
1: staying clean, neat, also, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I wanted you to return home the way I sent you to school, knowing right? that was impossible, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> but that's how I wanted you
2: to grind. Right. Yes. And I could remember uh joking around with dear and uh coming in and saying mother dear mother dear see here I lost my mittens remember the song <laughs> uh, you know yeah. that little poem that little
1: nursery rhyme mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So I would right. joke
1: with
2: her about that and one day I came in and I told I said I actually did lose my mittens today I said okay. I'm going to Take trouble. Because right. I had clips on there. Remember the clips they used to fast Right. Clips. Right. And I still ended up losing them. as she said, yeah, your mama. I
1: knew <laughs> me. Uh-huh. Everybody knew me. Yes. Yeah. My, little, my little ways. My little funny ways. <laughs>
2: so now, if you could think back and talk about some of the... Um, I guess I would say crazy, funny moments uh, that you had as a kid growing up. If you can think of anything, I know you told me about Halloween, but if you can kind of expound on that and how you used to play, you know, growing up in Memphis. Yeah. Maybe you can talk. Oh
1: yes. Growing up as a kid in Memphis, I had a lot of fun. We didn't have a whole lot of uh, material things, but it didn't even matter. We had love, you know, and, for each other for our mom and you know our siblings and friends we would be outside playing all kinds of games kids today they oh it's boring you know but we were always outside playing and having fun you know fun things we always found something to do you know fun and um it was just a great time growing up i i wouldn't change it i thank god for the area i came up in uh it was just a fun time. You know, Mm -hmm. always something to do, you know, games and things. We, we love playing, um, little red light, green light and making little slides out of cardboard, going down the hills over by the train tracks. And it's just a lot of things to do. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, why, why would you say, if you had to think about it, why do you think, um, that is the relationships are important in general? Um, it's
1: good to have a relationship with your family, your kids, you know, be able to talk about anything to them, you know, with each other. You want to build that uh, closeness with them where they can come to you, feel comfortable talking to you about anything. So if you don't build that close relationship, you know, they can go outside and sometimes get bad information and you want to make sure you give them the right information mm-hmm. okay that's and very so, important
2: that is very important, isn't
1: it? Yes
2: and, uh, connected you know to them and uh, right. it just helped to further develop from when they're you know a little child all the way up, they would feel more comfortable coming to
1: coming to you, coming you. To you. Right, right, right about anything you know mm-hmm.
2: so do you what what do you think um who were some of those um important people that helped to mold you as a child? If you had to think about that, who would you say some of those people would be?
1: My mom, first of all, and then my aunt, my mom's sister. And then I had a teacher, uh, some of my teachers. Mm -hmm. Really? In grammar school, right. Even in high school. Mm -hmm. Okay, can you describe a little bit of your relationship with your mom,
2: sister, and uh, how you got impacted when you were a kid, some of the things that took place?
1: With my mom's sister? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, We were, my mom's sister, we were pretty close. I was the one child that she would like to come and live with her. You know, when we moved to Chicago, I would always go back and visit. She would always allow me to come back. Even before we came to Chicago, my mom came and my other siblings. And I asked my mom if I could stay and finish out my school year. And I stayed with my aunt. She allowed me to stay with her. So, I was just like her daughter. She treated me just like her daughter. And I stayed with her and uh, she took good care of me. And like I said, uh, even when I did move to Chicago, we'd go back and visit. She would always allow me to go back and visit. And I always wanted me to bring her some perfume and things, but we had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I was just like a daughter to her.
2: What's, what was some of the food that she cooked when you went
1: to visit her in Memphis? Oh, um now, she had the best cornbread. I wish I had got the recipe before she passed away. Cornbread and beans, uh, the favorite, beans and cornbread. <laughs> and she always <laughs> made us tea. It mm. wasn't a meal that uh, she didn't prepare that we didn't always have. Lipton tea, iced tea. She always made us iced tea. And during the holiday time, she would always let us make uh, cakes and we always did three-layer, different color. We put food colorings in it. So I look forward to that as a kid during the Christmas time, allowing us to do those, you know, make those cakes and things with the different flavors and colors. Okay. That was one of her favorites. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, greens, sweet potatoes, those were other things that I liked that she cooked mm-hmm. but that cornbread would just melt in your mouth, it was like some used with buttermilk so yes. Oh, buttermilk wow, mm-hmm. cornbread
2: wow. Mm-hmm. now you're making me hungry <laughs> <laughs> yes. so do you mind discussing uh, the role that music played in your life? But like, was it important, and if so, um, how important was it as far as growing up? And um, yeah, if you can kind of expound on that. Oh,
1: music, I love music <laughs> to this day. And everybody know my favorite artist, <laughs> Smokey Robinson, and uh, male and female was Natalie Cole. Uh, growing up, you know, my parents, I always played music in the house, you know, and I did it, you know, my own self. I played music uh a a variety of music, uh genre of music. I love music and it's just something that helps me when I'm at home, when I'm doing my housework, get through my housework. Um, I just enjoy music. All types of music. Um, yes. Yeah.
2: Just fun listening to. Them. Mm. Okay. Different artists, yes. Different artists. And then was music played a lot when you were a kid and as you were growing up?
1: Oh yes. Growing up in the projects that, oh God, that was the thing. If music, you had your music blasting. You heard everybody's music blasting at one time. So yes, that's something. <laughs> oh, oh God, yes. Um uh, <laughs> We had plenty of music in the in the projects. Uh yes. Okay. And I enjoyed music. hmm How would to you
2: this day, to this day you still enjoy it? Yes,
1: I still I have to listen to my dusty. <laughs> yes. And I, my siblings. I had a sister that loved, oh God, she really loved Dusty's. hmm He
2: still. Yes. Yes, yes. So now how how would you say um your family celebrated blackness? how would you describe that? Mm, how does it you celebrate, celebrate your culture? It could be food. It could I know you just talked about music, but how would you say that they celebrated it or some things that you even would say that you find... Um, it could be how your family celebrated Blackness or it could also be um, certain things that you think of growing up that makes you think of Blackness. Like as far okay. as... What makes your, uh, race slash nationality, I guess I would say unique from other people that what you notice that's just like common among black people, mm-hmm. so to speak.
1: Definitely food. My mother, uh, compared all types of, uh, um, uh, soul food, you know, okay. So we would have uh, gatherings, you know, family gatherings, and uh, she would just, and people in the community, she would invite over to share her soul food with. Uh, and then as a kid uh, growing up in Memphis, uh, I was, it was during the area where Dr. King was there in Memphis leading marches, trying to stand up for Blacks, making sure that they got you know, what they deserve, you know, uh, at that time, it was like the uh, sanitation workers being treated unfairly, so my mom and family members would uh, participate in the marches, you know, to stand up for Black people, so yeah, mm-hmm. so we're part of history. I would watch them march and watch Dr. King uh, as he led the marches in Memphis, because we live directly across the street from the church that he would lead the marches, and my mom and other family members would participate. And I was a little girl. I would just stand on the porch and watch them.
2: Oh, okay. You stand on the porch, huh?
1: Yes. That had to and be. I remember uh, how she would, uh, my hair, I had, ooh. <laughs> When my mom would shampoo it, it would draw up so short. So I would cry sometimes. She would send me to school like that. But now I'm wearing it like that now. But back in the day, I didn't like it. But, you know. That was our culture, you know, our natural hair. And now, you know, I'm used to it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. back to natural, even though I didn't like it back then. But, you know, I do now. OK,
2: now, um, let's see what do I want to ask next. What do you do for a living? Well, uh, right now
1: I'm unemployed up, up until June of Uh, June 30th of this year, I was an early childhood teacher for 41 years. I taught preschoolers, 41 years. Yes.
2: Okay. And so how did you end up getting into that path? And then is that the path that um, you originally set out for upon completing high school?
1: Well, upon completing high school, I thought I wanted to be a secretary. But once taking a typing course, I realized that wasn't for me. But more so when I um, went to register for college courses, I was led to go into the early childhood. And I thought back to uh, as a youth, how I would always play school with my younger siblings and their friends in the project. They always wanted me to be the teacher. And so I guess it was just in me. So when I did go to register, I ended up uh, registering for early childhood classes. And that's what I've been in all my life, you know, for 41 years. That's what I did, So early childhood.
2: Wow. So you played school with your siblings?
1: Yes, my younger siblings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you were the teacher. They always wanted me to be the teacher. Yes. So Seriously? I guess it was just in me. So that's what God had already put in already you? Already put in me. Yes.
2: You're already in the womb, huh? <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm thinking, oh, uh secretary and even at one point i said maybe a dietitian but none of that happened (laughs) (laughs) i realized i wasn't good at typing and still not to this day good at typing Mm -hmm. and uh even though with dietitian i'm kind of conscious of things i eat you know but i didn't go that route even though i'm still conscious of things that i eat i try to watch things i eat okay i'm uh, weight conscious yeah okay
2: so uh, what, is, what do you think, if you think about it, some of the mistakes that you've made along the way in getting you to the career that you have now?
1: I wish that uh, I would have uh, went straight. OK, when I first uh, attended college, I went to a junior college. Uh, then I transferred over to a four year college. I wish I had to went right into it. Once I finished, I waited a while. and. I went back to school in my 50s to get my bachelor's degree with my 04, which allows me to teach grades uh, preschool through third grade. I wish I had to it a little sooner because it takes a toll on your body, you know, going back at that age, as well as uh, financially. You know, it, it put a strain on me financially because I had to do student teaching for like about uh, three months. So that means I had to do a leave of absence from my job and I didn't have any other source of money coming in. So that was a struggle there. So I just wish I had to. just went through all of it when I was younger. I'd tell anybody to complete it while you're younger, you know, get it out the way instead of waiting. Cause by me going back in my fifties, it was a little hard on me, a little rough, yeah, know, financially and mentally, you know, it took a lot out of
2: me to this day, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Okay. So, um but I'm trying to think of which one I want to ask you next. <laughs> if you had to think of the word brokenness, when you think of brokenness, what does that mean to you? Uh,
1: a feeling like of emptiness, uh, anxiety, uh, shame, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And with that being said, for your definition, why do you think it is that we as people uh it could be Christian or not, but just we as people, why do you think we stay in that state for so long?
1: Uh, sometimes we don't own up to it. We first have to uh, uh no admit you know uh that you or like that, and then let go of it that brokenness and um, stay positive, stay positive. Yeah. okay.
2: And so what would be your advice of with someone who is dealing with areas um, of brokenness that you struggled with and or are still struggling with? What would be your advice? To someone who said that, like someone that might have come to you and say, I've dealt with the different areas of brokenness that you've dealt with, what would be the advice that you could give them? What do you think, if you had to give them advice? Uh, Dealing
1: with brokenness, uh, like I said, the steps to uh, healing would be first to just uh, uh, admit it. Uh, let go and then uh, turn those failures into triumphs and just stay positive. Those are things I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And how do you think um, that community, having community, how do you think that that plays a role in the healing of brokenness? Or do you feel that community played a role in yours at all?
1: I don't think because... With me, it was more of like a, a abusive relation, you know, mm-hmm. relationship. So community didn't play play a role in healing for me.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you feel you had to walk through the steps of that healing on your own? Basically, is that what you're saying? Yes, with the help of the Lord. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, what? do you think happens as a result of unhealed brokenness?
1: Uh, unhealed brokenness can prevent you from functioning properly, you know, uh, in extreme case maybe mental breakdowns or even people's minds to be, uh, thinking about suicide, things like that. So yeah, you know, you, it won't maybe function properly. Okay.
2: And um, we're dealing with the pandemic now, so everybody is coping in different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel that you've been coping during the pandemic?
1: Oh my god, my main thing is uh, dealing with this area, you have to find things to do. Uh, I know you can't go a lot of places, I like to go out and walk, so that helps me i i do get in my walking i like uh, started reading a uh i have a a variety of books i'm reading um as well as uh meditating and just praying meditation prayer walking uh reading you know the ride of books
2: uh, yeah okay that helps me mhm And so would that be, like, some of the things you're doing, is that the advice you would give someone else if they ask, or do you think it would be something different, like, as far as if they're struggling? I would
1: would give them the same, you know, that I've always, like, when I've been under stress even before the pandemic, that's something I've always liked to do is walk, just get in tune with God, just think things through, you know, Mm -hmm. that helps uh, minimize my stress. Okay. So I've always been a walker and that helps uh, as well as reading, you know, material and just getting mm-hmm. God's words and praying, you know. Okay. Definitely. praying. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Now I have one last question and it might take you a few minutes to think about it or you might have something to say right away. When you think of the word home, H-O-M-E, home, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? It could be feelings, it could be feelings and objects, it could be people, uh, it could be holidays, it could be all of it, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: if you could just, just take a minute to think about, uh, as our closing question, what does home mean to you?
1: a place uh, where you and fa- a family, place for, for family come together um, and just make the best of it. Uh, living together and doing things together, working together, just being there for each other. Uh, place where you can just, when you So much confusion, you can come and just, this is your place where you're going to relax and and just
2: unwind Mm -hmm. with your family. Mm -hmm. Right. To think about like a sanctuary type of thing. Right. Just unwind. Mm -hmm. I know a few months ago, um, I had picked up a rug from a department store and... The cashier was taking the safety thing off, you know what I'm talking about when they take the machine, you know, so she was taking that off the sensor, and she picked up the rug and she just started smelling it. Mhm, and she said, "Ah, oh, this reminds me of home, mhm, and she said, it "Smells just like India, and I had tears in my eyes because I could see just how happy it made her feel just to smell the smell of that rug right because it reminded me of going into uh a place like what's that world market mm-hmm. where they have all the smells and they have that section where they have different things from india but just mm-hmm. smelling the rug i could see the satisfaction in her face mm-hmm. you know when she said that it made her think about home You know,
1: that's how I am with candles. When I put in candles, I like to burn candles throughout the house. So when I'm in the store, that brings home to me. When I'm in Mm -hmm. stores and smelling candles, that brings. mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the scent, just aroma throughout the house. Right. Soothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, listening to your music, burning candles, cooking, you know, it just brings soothiness. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Well, I know you have to go. It brings peace, exactly. Yes, Yes. it's a very peaceful feeling. Mm -hmm. I know that you've got to uh, get logged on to your uh, Sunday school class soon. But mom, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. I enjoyed it.
2: (laughs) Yes, you enjoyed it.
1: I sure did. Yes,
2: thank you for this time and I'll catch up with you later.
1: Okay, talk to you later. Okay. All right, (laughs) bye-bye.
0: Turn those valleys into places to learn Instead of burn and perish away In nights never so cold without His grace How could I say that I've seen the world from His great love? How could I know what He could love? i ever finds never gonna fade away when i see i need more of him he whispers the sweetest of mercies upon my ears and i won't go back the way it was again again